Hello, good morning, and welcome back to Triumphant in Christ. My name is Teresa Kintaro. I want to share a word of encouragement with you this morning, and I pray that you'll be blessed by it. Paul writing to the church of Philippi in Philippians 4, verse 7, and I read from the NIV version. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. The Henry Hesby says, the peace of God, which goes beyond all comprehension. We guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding. We guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. How can this peace guard our heart in moments like this? The peace that surpasses all understanding. How can it guard our hearts in moments like this? If there is a peace that passes all understanding or comprehension, then there is a peace that is within comprehension. But the peace that Paul was talking about in this place is the peace that is beyond comprehension. The peace that is beyond understanding simply means that the peace cannot be understood. You can put it within reason, going by the things that are happening around. How do we get this peace? And when you read through the scriptures, you will see Jesus speaking peace to his disciples at various times. A quick example from John 14, verse 27, when he was telling them about how he would live, how he would die and go to heaven, it said to them, peace I give unto you, not as the word give, do I give. The peace that comes from the Lord is different from the peace of the word. When men tell you peace, then you've got to look again. Is it really peace? When people say they've come in peace, you have to reconsider, have they truly come in peace? But when the Lord says peace, it means peace. In John 20 verse 21, after his resurrection, it said to them, peace be unto you. And in that place, they were in fear, like I shared on the Resurrection Sunday, the message I'd shared. They, they were afraid and locked themselves behind closed doors. And here the Lord is saying to them, peace, be at peace. There is nothing to fear. And for us, in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic and everything going on in our world, what's the Lord saying to us? I believe that the Lord is saying, peace, peace be still. The peace that passes all understanding. That's what God wants you to have in your heart. He wants you to be in that place of peace. You need to understand the peace. The peace of God is from God. The peace of God cannot be found elsewhere. It's found in God. So the number one thing that you have to do is to be in God, be in Christ. This peace would only be yours if you are in Christ, if you are saved, if you have the relationship with Him. Before I'll give anything to someone else's child, I will first give to my own children. It's not being selfish, it's nature, that's how we are wired. So before anyone can enjoy the peace, 
They've got to be a part of the family of God. This piece we're talking about is for God's children. But even for us as God's children, how can we enjoy this piece? I'm going to be looking at three things quickly. Yes, three things. Because I want you to remember when you stop listening to this podcast that there are three things you've got to do to be at peace at all times. Number one thing, rejoice. Rejoice always. Paul speaking in Philippians 4, 4 says, rejoice always. And again, I say rejoice. Why do you have to rejoice? Rejoice simply means be joyful. And rejoice always means be joyful at all times. Be joyful in all season. You need to understand that happiness is a function of happenings around you. Happiness is determined by the situation and circumstances that are happening around you. But joy is a position of your heart. Joy is a position of your heart. It's you delighting yourself in the Lord. It is associated with your life. And whatever can take your joy can take your life. You cannot separate joy from life. Where there is absence of joy, you see people in sickness. So many sicknesses that the children of God sometimes experience is tied to lack of joy. When your heart is in a position that you are not joyful, it is not healthy for you as a child of God. Don't let anything steal your joy. I also want you to note from that verse, Philippians 4, 4, that joy to rejoice is a command. It's not a suggestion. Paul says, rejoice always. And again, I say rejoice. It is a command. It's not a suggestion. It's not a prophecy. It's not a word of prophecy. It is a command. Meaning, irrespective of what is happening around you, as a child of God, rejoice. Be full of joy. Why should you rejoice? Because of what the Lord your God has done and because of who He is. Choose joy. We are not joyful because of what is happening, but in spite of it, we choose joy. Our joy does not depend on the results we see, but in who the Lord is. A good example is from Habakkuk 3, 17 to 19. And I'm going to read that in the NIV version again. Habakkuk 3, 17 to 19. It says, Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, Though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no good, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stars, yet, in spite of all these things, yet, still, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. I will rejoice in the Lord, not in the happenings. I will be joyful in God my Savior. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on heights. And this passage is is comparing with the feet of a female deer. The feet of a deer. It goes in the high places. It's able to go on the mountains without sleeping. It's firm. It's able to put 
one foot where the other foot has stepped. And that's the position that Habakkuk is talking about here. Irrespective of everything happening around, I'm going to maintain my joy. Joy in who? Joy in the Lord. Not joy in the situations around us. Not joy in what I have, but joy in the Lord. A quick background to Habakkuk the prophet. His name means an embracer. Like one carrying a weeping child and telling them not to cry. Telling them to be quiet. That was how Martin Luther described him. And see, this is a picture of God for us. Carrying a weeping child and soothing them. Telling the child, be quiet, be still, I'm here. And that's what God is saying to us as children. We have joy in God, in who our Father is, is our light and our salvation. Another background insight to Habakkuk, the book always starts with a prophet being plagued by a problem, but ends with a solution from God. Isn't that interesting? No matter what is happening in our world, there is going to be a solution and it's going to come from the Lord. Not from anyone, but it's from the Lord. The insight that the medicals we get, it will, even, it will come from the Lord. It will be God quickening somebody with wisdom on the situation. And most of the book of Habakkuk is a conversation between the prophet and God. Who are you holding conversations with? What conversations are you holding? Are you holding conversations that steal your joy? Or conversations that steer you up in joy? It's better to hold conversation with God. Another way to be at peace when everything is chaotic is to be modest. Be real. Be real, be modest. Don't deceive yourself. Say it the way it is, the way you feel it, and receive strength from God. See, Paul shared a bit of his lifestyle with us in Philippians chapter 4, verse 11 to 19. And he talked about how he has learned to get along in all situations. He has learned to obey and abound, whatever he has. Meaning his joy is not dependent on what is happening to him or around him. And here we find the popular verse, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. It's one of my favorites. And I taught my son to say that verse to himself every morning before going to school. Either myself or his dad who always remind him. Say Philippians 4, 13, pray it, and he'll pray it to himself. And it became a part of him. It's still a part of him till now. And I remember one day, a friend had come to the house. And my son came to him and said, come, let's do this puzzle together. And they were both um, working with the puzzle. Now, this is an adult. And she got her and said, oh, I'm sorry, I can't do this puzzle. And the next thing that came out from my son's mouth was, you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. I was in the kitchen and pretended like I didn't hear that. But as a mom, in my heart, I was like, whoops, that came out in a good place. Encouraging somebody. Now, she looked at him and felt, really? Yeah, I know I can do all things. Okay, let's do this together. And they did it. 
Now, why am I sharing that? I, I've told him to remind himself of that scripture because of his academics. So that he doesn't get to school and say, oh, I can't do this. No, you can do anything. You can do all things. And by saying anything, I don't mean the bad. I mean all things good. Yes. You can overcome any challenges through Christ who gives you strength. But in this place, Paul was sharing this thing to let us know that he, he knows how to abound in any situation. He can go by in any situation. Why? Because his trust is in God. And that's where he draws his strength from. He can rejoice in any situation because he has God. And that's why you and I should be joyful. We should rejoice always because our trust is in God. We should remind ourselves that even this situation is subject to change, but our God will never change. He is the same for all eternity. Hebrews 13 hates Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. For all eternity, times may change. People may change. Situations will change. But our God remains the same. And it is in this God we are to place our confidence. That is where we have joy. And that's where we, we have the strength to live in modesty. To live real. We can get all the information about things that are happening, but our state of mind should not be determined by that. Our joy should not depend on our physical state, but on who our God is. Because Jesus has won the victory for us. And the third point I'm going to share with you this morning on how to stay in peace in the face of the storm don't be double-minded. Keep your focus. Do not doubt. And while I was preparing this word to share with you, the picture that came to my mind is to imagine an artist trying to draw two images, two conflicting images at the same time. He cannot get a desired picture. An artist's desire is work to be perfect, to be beautiful. But imagine if he has two contrasting images to draw at the same time. He cannot get a desired picture. So imagine at the same time I'm trying to draw an elephant and a bear. What will come out of that drawing? It will make no sense. It will be confused. It will be a, an image of confusion. And this is what happens when we hold two pictures in our mind for God. I'm praying for this, but I'm thinking about this other contrary thing. When we do that, we are not giving God a picture to work with. God needs your imagination when he's working. When you are praying, focus your imagination on that thing that you are asking God for from the word. The father can do something in particular when we have contrasting images. And James once said that, James said this in James 1, sorry, that when we come to God, when we pray to receive something from God in verse 6 to here, he said we should not waver, we should not doubt, we should not hold two conflicting images. We should be stable in our mind. This is the only time we're able to receive from God. When we doubt, we cannot receive from God. 
But when we, we are established on this truth, when we are focused on what we are praying with faith, we receive from God. So if you're praying for peace, see yourself in that place of peace. If you're praying for healing, focus your mind on that healing. Don't be praying for healing and confessing you are sick. If you're praying for provision, focus your mind on that provision. Because the provision will come from the Lord. Remember I said I was going to share three things on how to stay in the place of peace in the face of the storm. And number one, I said rejoice always. And second thing, be modest, be real. And the third point, do not doubt. Don't keep to conflicting images in your mind. And when you have done all of these things, pray. Pray, pray and pray and pray and pray. Talk to the Lord always. See, I share that Habakkuk, it would always start being plagued by a problem. And then it will end with a solution from God. He always had a solution from God because he prayed. Prayer is your conversation with God. It's a call to one's aid. Who is your aid? If the Lord is your aid, call upon him. In 2 Samuel verse, um, chapter 22, verse 2 to 4, David said, I'll call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised, and I'll be saved from my enemies. He called upon the Lord in his day of trouble, and the Lord saved him. Who is your aid? If the Lord is your aid, call upon him. Pray, talk to the Father about whatever is going on around you. Your situation might not be the same thing as the whole world is facing, but whatever your situation is, speak to the Father. And I know that he would answer. Why? Because I've prayed myself and I've enjoyed answers. And that's why I'm able to come back to the place of prayer every time and any time. Because it is a place where I can pour out my heart to my father. I'll leave you with a picture of Ezekiah. In Isaiah 38 verse 2, when he was told he would die, the Bible recorded that he turned his face to the wall and he prayed to God. To turn your face to the wall is to acknowledge that your help, you have help in no other one. It's to acknowledge you have no other option. You don't know what to do again, but you have God. To turn your face to the wall is to turn your back on the world and to face God. In this season, why not turn your back on the negativity that is coming from around you? Why not turn your back on the news that is stealing your joy? Why not turn your back on the news that is making you doubt and focus your mind on God? And somebody once said, when we turn our face to the wall, God turns the coin. I want you to know today, as you turn your face to the wall in prayer, in that place of peace, the Lord will not just give you peace, but he will preserve you. I pray in, with you this morning that like Paul said in Philippians 4, 7, I pray that the peace that passes all comprehension will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Thank you for joining me once again. Have a wonderful day. God bless you.